This week's episode of Here For It Podcast is brought to you by Promotions. Did you get a raise at work? No. Uh, this is for you. Uh, my co-host don't have to rap no more because oh. he's selling pussy. <laughs> oh, I was listening to that earlier. We was, was you looking at my Twitter? I can't even get it out. I was so excited. To share this song on Twitter. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited for your new career move. <laughs> I'm still He's pussy. moving away from hospitals and, po- and podcasts to sell pussy. And that's a great career move. You're not Get moving you- away from blogging, though, because RonaldTomatoes.com is bay. Get you a 401k over there. Do you have to like do this Monday through Friday or you Look, get a weekend? Selling pussy is so much fun. It's just like you can get a steak. You can get like a good run up a good bar tab. Somebody you're will- going gonna to get a steak before selling pussy. What a, what a, your auntie told us I'll be giving it away. Can I at least eat? <laughs> no, nigga, you about to give away pussy. Uh, well, uh, can so I you can put it in a doggy box and then eat it after you. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get put in doggy. Hello. Um. Wow. Yeah, this is here for a podcast. <laughs> what is my name? Ronald Matters. I'm a culture blogger, <laughs> columnist. You guys make sure you check out um, the outbursts that I do with projectbriggs.org um, and all those things. Find me on the internet. I am the Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N. You can find me on anything you can find any nigga on. Welcome to this week's episode. Our icebreaker is a little dark, so that's why I had to start off a little light. That sounds like racism. No, that's colorism. Oh, so, tread lightly. Well, we won't be addressing any colorism, but there's going to be plenty of racism in this episode. Thank God for Jesus. Strap in. Um, The icebreaker is, um, how would you want to die? So, most people say that they would die in their sleep. Uh, A recent study uh, that CNN did that said that most people wanted to die in their sleep surrounded by family, quote unquote. Um, How would you say you want to... So, you want to die on, on the family vacation to Disney World? Me? These people in this state are like, girl, first of all, could you just have died at the house? <laughs> Surrounded by family. Okay, girl, I'm 15, 20 minutes across the, in the same city, but girl, you got to die at the vacation? So they want to die in their sleep surrounded by family. I'm at confused. home, yeah. They said, it's, they said at home. Okay. At home. Yeah. Oh, at home. Yeah, at home. I'll be listening to you. Just FYI. I, I listen, but I don't. But then you have questions. <laughs> this is why I only fuck burst niggas now. Um, Whoa. Take that back. No. <laughs> you do all the fuck works, niggas? Shout out to Verse. There's a couple bottoms that keep sneaking in. <laughs> Shout out to us. <laughs> like, look, I'm Verse. All right, whatever. No bottoms left behind. Um, but how would I want to die? Well, yes. I've always said, like, I want to die fast. Like, oh, my God, I've bringing up my mom's 10-month battle with cancer and things. But, you know, like, I don't want to go like that. Like, liver cancer, child, bladder cancer. You know, she mm. had 10 surgeries or... You know, cirrhosis or something like I'm Lyme definitely su- susceptible or... to liver disease and cirrhosis, so oh hopefully God. that's not it. I don't want to. Then you have to sign up for the place where they go suck the stuff out your stuff. What Dialysis. is they called? I don't want to go like that. I can't. That's kidneys. Um, so something fast, even though I hate planes and my biggest fear is dying in a plane crash, at least if I died in a plane crash, it was quick. Um, you know, I got... Like 10 seconds to say my final goodbyes in my head to the ones I love. And, of course, they know I love them already. But, you know, something fast, quick. Take me out, child. So, mine is a little more creative. <laughs> Come on, assisted suicide. <laughs> yes, it's basically assisted suicide. Oh my God. So, I would want to die right after I bust a nut. Whoa. Literally, I want to bust a nut. And then right after the moment that I have completed the nut, if I had like an aneurysm or a heart attack... 
That would be the perfect way to go. Uh, so when we 50 said, man, I play this back. And I'm like, well, Earl, that's how he wanted to go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shit. If 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 it is do or die and, and Martel must be taken off the goddamn life support, somebody suck his dick on the way out. Whoa. Oh, I don't oh, know. that's a realistic message. I don't know about that one, but I'm gonna write that down. Because yeah. that's your friend. I've got to Yes. Do I need to put this in my partner? Room? I got to tell your partner. I don't need a DNR. Issues. I need a a, a blowjob. So if you would out. do the job that Martel is requesting, leave a comment down below <laughs> where you're listening so I can know who I'm supposed to call. I don't like oh, this is weird for me because my friends on life support, but Ooh, somebody, this is a dying wish. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that you should go out the same way you came I'm in. I'm selling pussy. I ain't <laughs> got a rap. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know what to say to this. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. You should go out the same way you came in. You got here via orgasm. This gin got me sweating already. Pop the molly. Um, you got here via orgasm. Why not leave with an orgasm? So that's my way, and that has been our icebreaker. Whoa, what's going on in Hot Topics? Um, are the topics hot as well? <laughs> Absolutely. So, <clears throat> the biggest, literally, well, the biggest story um, right now is about Hurricane Irma and all the damage that it has caused. And I want to shed some light on what Irma can do. Irma is going to cause a lot of vacations in the house because it's going to be raining um, it's going to be, you know, real dreary and gloomy outside. Niggas ain't going to want to go nowhere. It's the beginning of the fall, fall seasons, cuffing season is here. And so people going to want to cuddle and stuff like that. So I'm looking at the positives. You know what? what? This is Irma. moving cuddle season up. Yes. Because wow. that shit is just, it started. Like fall mm-hmm. is, autumn is not technically even here yet, but this is cuddle season. Niggas put on jackets and sweatpants last week. So... The, the best thing that Hurricane Irma is doing is um, bringing you closer to niggas. Thanks, and, Irma Gert. And there's probably going to be some babies born in May, June next year because of Irma. So. Well, you know I was just doing calculations on my hands. Oh, you were trying to find out who yeah, like, it was? Gonna, it's going to be June, and they're going to be Geminis. Oof. And you thought your life was a living wreck. You just wait nine months from now when you give birth to a Gemini. Eesh. We love Geminis. Um, I have a few Gemini friends, but true. Do you? Oh, I'm born June 21st to June 30th will be cancer signs. Cancer signs are emotional. I like cancers. I like cancer signs. I like cancers. So, if anything, that's the silver lining coming out of the biggest story going on right now. Hopefully a baby come out at the end of June. Um, This past weekend, we also said goodbye to one of our favorite shows. They're going to be gone for about a year. Insecure has gone off. Oh, okay. Um, The... The name of the episode was Hella Perspective, and you definitely got plenty of fucking perspective by the end of the episode. Yeah, because they finally announced that the brother was gay. Because he said, no niggas at the house if I ain't fucking up. I was like, yes. Stand in your that gayness. Was, I, oh, I've been knowing he was gay. Did they just... Well, it was good to hear it mentioned again. Oh, okay. I was like, did you... Because he had been in like three episodes, and like they didn't talk about anything LGBT about him, so it was good to hashtag about him. But um, it was good. To, <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Hey. So it was good to hear them say that out loud. Those are my web series sisters. I told you to take actor out your bio. So you, you was sound, in one music video and it don't count. And you ain't so used you it in sound, the last six months. So you sound real mad. So when, title away. When, when my whole anthology is out, are you gonna be just as big of a hater then? Your friends are always your biggest haters. That's what they also say. going on in. Pop culture. Um, 
the legend, the queen. We have actually, I feel like we've been talking about her three weeks straight. Um, because we talked about it when when she announced the project, then we talked about it when we saw a glimpse of the project, and now we have a whole. I don't know if it's gonna be the album cover or the single cover to Sex and Cigarettes. Tony Braxton has released um, the first single cover cover art for um, Sex and Cigarettes, aka also Deadwood, because Deadwood is a single, but she talked about Sex and Cigarettes on Eat Hollywood. So it was a big news in pop culture to me because I can't wait. We all been waiting for three years mm-hmm. on a single solo um, Tony Braxton project, and it is here. Finally, and so, it's sex and cigarettes, and I don't even smoke cigarettes, but sure. I think cigarettes is like, girl, what you need to get off, no pause. Um, I think what she did was text Mariah. She's like, legend, the legend, girl. Who is your airbrush um, friend? Because <laughs> I need to borrow them, girl. You know we both up here in age, and I need my airbrush. And Mariah just sent her the number, and she was like, well, girl, make sure you tell him to use this shade tone. It is a snatch picture. It is a snatch picture. I feel like it was Tony's body back in 1992, so she's entitled. I love Tony Braxton. I love her more. So I feel like she's entitled to um, a little Adobe fo- snatch. Yeah, a little snatchation. A little snatchation. It's cute. I can't wait for the music, mm-hmm. most importantly, because I am definitely going to go so see So back her. to Insecure. So you just was not going to mention that they made sure that we saw Lawrence Cakes one more time before the season went out. <sighs> That's why I texted uh, Insecure had me just, I just like. She's pregnant. Oh, damn, the baby. Oh, da, da, da. And they're like, oh, she's making it same outfit again. And yeah. he said, bye, East. I'm like, well, at least it was a pet name. Bye, East. Because I don't think he's called her East before. I have never heard him say East. Yeah. Um, I liked her with the long hair with the new clip-ins that she did when, when they were doing the uh, the what could have been scenes. Yeah. That and was I was so like, cute. oh, look, what happened if Issa here grow out? She's going to be real cute. Not that she's not cute now. Um... But it was just so cute to see growth and then even see pregnant Issa and then the baby was real cute yeah, when they showed the baby. And, they had clothes on. and he looked like a real daddy. Mm. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> and it was really, really cute. Uh it definitely gave Hella perspective. It didn't answer not one motherfucking question. They want you to turn tune in for the next season. And I guess it's a great marketing strategy. Sure. But I was hoping for them to at least answer the drill question. We well, at been, least we never, Molly and Quentin, um, she did a test drive for that on the couch. I guess couch sex is it, boy. Insecure. Sex, she on that sex thing is, wrote it. Sex is it for insecure. Ain't no the only character that hasn't fucked yet is the goddamn gay brother, and shit, he probably fucking in the background. We just Oops. don't know yet. So what's next in hot topic? <laughs> I'm scared. Um, so this is not really a hot topic. <clears throat> oh lord, it's not really pop culture. Your cheeks are really hard, so I... I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. If you are also happy about this news, put it in the comment below. Don't leave me out here hanging. I saw the new trailer for Magic School Bus reboot. And Magic School Bus was a part of my childhood and adolescence. And it was so good and so funny to watch. And then when I see kids' TV shows now, I'm like... These kids don't got shit. They They don't got a motherfucking thing. That's why they out here problematic as fuck now. In our next story, we'll talk about how problematic these goddamn young ass adults are. But uh, Magic School Bus is being rebooted, and Miss Frizzle is snatched as fuck. And the bus is new. They got a new polish, new color. They got an ox cord in there. A new cut (laughs) on the bus. And I'm excited. I am going to watch... um, the new Magic School Bus. I have not watched a real cartoon in like 
years. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna watch the Magic School Bus. Is it coming out on Netflix? Or yes, the- it's coming okay. out on Netflix. Um, and I can't wait. Like Magic School Bus looks just as good as it used to, and it looks lit as fuck. Yeah, they had a Black Powerpuff Girl coming out. Is that coming out Cartoon Network or is it coming on Netflix as well? I didn't see a Black Powerpuff Girl. Oh, okay. Well, tune in next week. Yeah, absolutely. And so you said it's a problematic young adult in the world Ye- that needs no, to watch? No, it's not uh. It's plenty of them. Oh, okay. Um, wow. And so the next story, regretfully, I was trying to keep it a little light before uh, oh, we went to the sunken place because this is the sunken place. Okay. As fuck. Um, by now, all of you all have read the story about Kanika Jenkins oh, in Lord Chicago. Jesus. No. Yes, it is a big story, um, and I think that we should talk about it because it intersects with some of the things that we talk about, mm-hmm. um, as far as vigilance mm-hmm. and as far as being prepared. Um, so, I don't have to reiterate the whole story to y'all. If you've never heard the story, this about the one Kanika. that she was at a hotel at a party. Yes. Well, did not, she leave with the boy, or did she just? Really, it wasn't even really a party. So it was tell like, the story because I don't know. So Kanika Jenkins mm-hmm. is uh, a young adult. They still haven't even really determined her age. She's between seventeen and nineteen. They haven't released her official age yet, uh-huh. but she's between seventeen and nineteen. She went to this um, hotel party at the Crown Royal, and it was. Uh, Rosedale wasn't quite Chicago. It was like mm-hmm. right outside of Chicago. And um, her friend, her best friend is an employee there. And that's how they got this discount to have this party where they were smoking weed and drinking and doing all this that young adults do. Can't judge it. Been there. Done Ooh, that. Yeah. So that's not the problematic part. The problematic part is one friend has had too much. Okay. And when one friend has had too much, it doesn't matter if that was in 2017 or in 1995, or in 1985, when one friend has too much, you as a friend say, friend, huh? you have had too much of the weed, you have had too much of the molly, you have had too much of the drink. And we're 17, we don't really know our limits. We're still and we don't know our limits, but if I'm conscious, <laughs> and you unconscious, <laughs> friend, let me grab you by the hand, it's time to go. We have had enough partyation. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Hopefully um, school ain't tomorrow. <clears throat> Unfortunately... Kanika's friends were not about that life. They were about the, let's continue to smoke these blunts. Let's get on fucking Facebook Live. Um, let's ignore that she is being raped over there. Let's what? Igno- yes. So, the body that was found in the freezer of Kanika Jenkins. They found her in the freezer? Yes. She she was found in a walk-in uh, freezer in the So, hotel. she was unconscious, off the stuff, raped. And, and put killed, in the freezer. And killed and put in the freezer to be hidden. So, um... Have they identified the persons who were they, They've identified all the people that were in the room so far, but again, they haven't released names outside. The friend, the friend's mugshot is already on the internet because her oh. Facebook Live is what told the whole goddamn story. Because people were seeing... And it, when I watched the video, and I watched the video three times, I didn't see what other people were seeing. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to need the, the investigators to put out that information. What were they seeing? So she was wearing mirrored glasses, and in the mirrored glasses, uh, you could see her friend in the mirrored glasses passed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people were saying that they could hear her screams uh, when she was being sexually assaulted throughout the video. I couldn't hear that. What? I listened to it three times and was like really, really trying to, but the mm-hmm. music got loud. And to me, that indicated that yes, yeah, something might have fouled. Because somebody went to somebody went to somebody went to the music. phone that was plugged into the uh, Bluetooth and said, "No, turn it up a little bit," because it was the music was low at first, and then all of a sudden it got real fucking loud. 
And mm. so other people that were listening to the video um, noted that they heard screams. Anyway, so the the point where this intersects in what we've been talking about for 27 fucking episodes is vigilance. Mm-hmm. Um, not victim blaming because Kanika is a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a, a, a victim. Uh, she did nothing wrong. She didn't put herself in harm's way. She didn't wear no short skirt that invited niggas to come fuck her. She just was a victim. And um, the lesson to be learned out of this is to be vigilant as a friend and to be vigilant as a person to say, okay, look, I know when I take shots, I might go take a nap somewhere. Oh, yeah. I get sleepy. Yeah. And (laughs) when I go take a nap somewhere after four shots, I get sleepy. I might not feel, I might not know if somebody's feeling on me because I'm that dead asleep or that dead drunk. Uh-huh. Know your limits and be vigilant about those things. So that's the first lesson. The bigger part of this is not about Kanika because again, like I said, Kanika didn't do anything wrong. It's about the rape culture that continues to be perpetuated uh-huh. and not blaming the people that raped her. In the comments, that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, she should have picked the better friends or she should have not, not it, been it, doing that at age seven. It don't matter if she was 39 and having her first hit from a blunt. Or a whole snort of cocaine and a molly. It don't fucking matter. Because even if I'm drunk and passed out and high, it does not give you license to put Mm -hmm. your dick in someone's vagina. So you were the one with the highest criminal charge in this case. Uh So definitely I I want to make sure we're talking about not perpetuating rape culture. um, Because Kanika didn't do anything wrong by being asleep in a hotel on a bed. What the fuck else are you supposed to do at a hotel? You're supposed to be sleeping in the beds at some point. <clears throat> I don't think um, it was the best decision to be high and drunk. If you your friends don't got your back like that, you gotta you gotta know what friends you have around. So I got friends that I know I can't be plastered with. Like I'm like, okay, these niggas ain't gonna have my back. At all. Well, that's still not a reason to rape. It's not anybody. a reason. It's, it's not a reason at all. So or again, murder them and put them in a free. What? Again, Whoa. all of that is still. Oh, yeah. That that is number one still inexcusable. Um, but wow. vigilance is what we uh have talked about for many episodes. Um, being prepared by taking the right prophylaxis is also important. So let's say this was a gay situation and. Your gay friend took you to the the rave party, okay. and you sleep in the rave party in the back on the couch. And well. then before you know it, you so high, you so throw, you so twisted, you so all of this. You wake up and there's seven niggas fucking you. Whoa! One, I say that because that's a real story. Uh, two, I say that because that real story needs to be a cautionary tale because one, no one will want that to happen to them. But if that ever happens to you, um, can you say? That I have made the right choices in prophylaxis that I won't have double, triple, quadruple the problems. So you're already going to be dealing with a lot of depression. You're already going to be dealing with a lot of stress. You're already going to be dealing with all of these other things that come with being raped. Uh Don't deal with HIV when it could be introduced into all of these situations. Um, So prophylaxis is definitely something we've talked about. Self-prophylaxis in taking PrEP. So the the story about Kanika Jenkins is absolutely dark. It's absolutely horrible. The the first person to be blamed oh is the rapists. Um, but I say to everyone, vigilance and prophylaxis is the best defense of ever putting this 
putting this putting yourself in a better situation? I don't know what to say after that. Um, is there another hot topic story or something <laughs> to move on to? Oh my god! So <clears throat> do we got one more. We story? have a we have a friend. Oh, not a friend. <laughs> we have a fan request. Okay. So we have a fan that uh, liked the Bay or Buy icebreaker. You remember the Bay or Buy okay. icebreaker? Mm-hmm. And so he wanted us to let him know if he's Bay or Buy. Okay. So he sent us some pictures. Okay. And we're going to be honest in there our is assessment. There's an Instagram. No, there's a Tumblr where the, you send this person $20 via Cash App and they will rate your dick. Oh. And post the, their rating of your dick on their Tumblr. I was like, oh. so I have to pay you $20 to give me to what you would rate my dick? And people are actually doing it. Oh, me as the dick picture? I have to give you $20 to yeah. send you my dick? Oh, no, if no, no, you no, have no, to no, give me $20, me. send me your dick picture, then I will post a rating of your dick on my Tumblr page. Oh, no. I mean, I guess that's advertisement? Well, shout out to the market. It's the markets out here for everything. Yeah, I guess that's advertisement, but mm, no. Just, right, just but fuck a few niggas that talk a lot. That's good advertisement. <laughs> fuck, a, fuck a few niggas that talk a lot. That's great advertisement. They'll tell somebody eventually. And then <laughs> their friend will find you. Um, so Big this is coming part. from listener TT President. Okay. We're going to view a few of his pictures, and then we're going to say bear or buy. All right. In the most loving way. You said to be real. Now you're telling me to be fake. <laughs> you got to pick one to you. Take it to you. That is the first picture. I like it. You know, bald headed and beards and thick. Exactly. Are my type. I like him better with the beard. So okay. I think he looks really accomplished. He has great glasses. I love a big ass nose. Noses are my thing. Okay. Shout He's got you. a huge fat ass nose. I love noses. So I say, Bay. He's attractive. Yeah, I get the same. He's attractive. I don't think he's um. Commercially attractive, like no, but I mean, like, I think he just wanted you to rate him bear, but I don't think no, I was he, included. No, no, he asked the he, oh, he asked us both to do yeah, it. Yeah. Sure, cool. Yeah, so I think I don't get these types of DMs. That's We're, unfortunate. I know. I was send me DMs <laughs> for my birthday. Y'all send me lots of. Oh, you know what? I do get those types of DMs. See? Whoa, I need See? to retract. I retract what I just said. <laughs> Because when I request the DMs, I receive So, TT President, you are definitely Bay. Um, if y'all don't know who TT President is, he is an avid listener, a subscriber, a follower, and supports. Go check him out. All right, now. So, I'm going to talk about this YouTube story now because it's sin on my soul. And I'm just like, please hurry up and get to the fucking YouTube story. Uh, <coughs> Thanks. <coughs> Long, drawn out, and dramatic. At the Superman. Thank you. Um, what else should I be? So... Um, there are many outlets that posted this story. Raw story was the one that I read the story on because I feel like they're a reputable source. Breedingraw.com? No, 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 no. Raw story? What's that? I gotta give you the no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. The girl from Get Out? No, 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 girl, you somewhere else? Okay. Raw story is a uh, a news blog. Anyway, Hello. So they reported the story, saw it in other places, but again, they're a reputable source to me. Um, I've gotten other stories there, and I... Come on, giving the girls press. Come on. And I believe what I see there when I see things there. Anyway, so it's actually the the apology for this person's... What's their name? Grievance. I'm getting there. The no, apology for this person's grievance is actually number one trending on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this is a YouTube celebrity that is the highest YouTube personality. PewDiePie Excuse is me. number one on YouTube. He yes. is the highest paid YouTube. His star. real name is Felix. I'm like, and his last name. name and his last name is hard to say. But, I don't even know. But people more every, more people know him by PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 57 million subscribers. Great amounts of money that YouTube and YouTube Red gives him to do commentary on shit mm-hmm. and gaming and all of that bullshit. Sure. Um, so he money. was playing a game. He was playing a game, um, and during the game, he was getting murdered. He was getting murked. Somebody was fucking him up, yeah. and you know, if you play some of these shoot 'em up games, that makes you mad. You get shot up. It's a shooting game, <laughs> and it, it yeah. And so, in his uh, anger and frustration with this game that he was live broadcasting. A lot of people had paid to see his live stream. Yes, you have to pay to see him <clears throat> live stream games. He's so important. He, um, in his anger, belts out, nigger. He was cussing out this person. Oh, shit, what a nigger. And I was like, what a nigger? What does that mean? And then he followed up with asshole and then other regular shit that he should have said. Then he started laughing. (laughs) Oh, he's such an asshole. I didn't mean it that way, you guys. And that's what he said during the live stream. Um, I... When I got when I no definitely not here for it. Oh, I'm not present, girl. What? I'm just saying the girls in his comments are. Oh my god, it's just a word. I can't believe. I'm in Antarctica to that bullshit. I'm not fucking here for it. I can't believe they're. Um, you're getting all this news coverage about this. Like, what about all the great things you do? I'm gonna get there. One second. I'm addressing this bitch first, and then I'll address those bitches. Um, so he then issued a statement. This all happened on September 11th, of all motherfucking days. Um, he then issued a apology video um, that, like I said, is going is number one on Twitter. It's still trending. It was trending when I read about it earlier. Still trending, number one. Um, I where, shouldn't have said that, you guys. There's no nothing that I could say right here to cover up. There was a dumb thing to say, and you know, if I offended anybody, I apologize for my words. Yeah, uh, a very loving hip hop. If you hurt, like I hate when you put the word if. If I offended niece, clearly you offended people, girl. It's made the headline news. Take the if out, girl. It's a definite. Yeah. And if you ever apologize to me with the word if, we're going to fight. I'm not going to win because you're stronger than me. But we're, I'm going to like at least get a lick in. Okay? Because don't put the word if in no apologies to me because clearly I'm offended, motherfucker. So. You just to my you future, just had to apologize to me, but then you putting this shit up in there. And then to all these bitches, oh my god, it's just To my future lawyers, he just admitted premeditated assault. Sure, sure did. Anyway, and then to these bitches, oh my god, it's just the word I cannot believe. Oh my god, like, oh my god, Felix, these people are, like, assaulting you. Yeah, yeah, we are. Just like Kim Kardashian had to apologize for the Jeffree Star comments two, three weeks ago. You know what? I'm not a part of that um, group of people, so I cannot... Say what they need to get over and how they feel. Like I should just stick to making my fourteen million dollars in fourteen minutes with my KKW beauty, and I'm gonna shut my mouth. That's the same way all these PewDiePie. First of all, what grown man names? Anyway, so like yeah, PewDiePie, Felix, all of his listeners and fans. You know what you can do? Put on your tie and go back to your internship and hush your mouth. Focus on what's going on at that company that you work for and. Hush. You can't say nothing to black people about black people experiences. 
Well, the realty. I feel like I say this all the time. Well, the realty is they're not going back to the internships. These are the same white people that showed up in Charlottesville, the exact <sighs> same ones. Um, so before okay. before I before I, I get to those people, I'm I'm back on the apology. Mm-hmm. So the the part of the apology that stuck out to me to me the most was, and I quote, um, "It slipped out." No. It slipped out. No. Slipped out is like when you trying to climb on your girl's back and your dick is too little to be doing doggy style. Little dick bitch, this ain't slipped out. No. Nigger is not a word that just slips out. Nigger is a word that you've been saying in private, saying in your head, is ingrained in you, mm-hmm. and you continue to say it. And you felt in that moment that that person had done something niggerish to you, and you said it. And in all your social media training to get to where you are, to get to this many millions of followers and this many millions of views, you still are the scum of the earth when it comes to those things. You don't know no better at all. And you know who's worse than you is your goddamn fans. Your fans are absolutely worse than you because they took up for you. You at least attempted to try to media-wise apologize. Your friend said... PewDiePie did nothing wrong. Y'all niggas just being salty. Quote from Alan Korsnovov on Twitter. Um, the other one, Defend PewDiePie. He actually changed his whole goddamn Twitter name to Defend PewDiePie for this nigga. Talk about caping. Hashtag PewDiePie did nothing wrong. He said the N-word. So what? He said some edgy shit. Edgy shit. No need to overact and punish him. He's not a racist. K-girl. Um, And the last one I stand with PewDiePie Sure he has said something dumb But he's clearly not a racist Judge intent and context Hashtag PewDiePie did nothing wrong What was the content and intent In calling someone Whooping your ass in a video game a nigger What was was the content and the the intent Was the intent not to say something What a nigger Racially divisive Was the intent not to say something that would offend millions of people. What was the intent? Um, so, please, if you guys, if any of our listeners are subscribers to PewDiePie, unsubscribe. I don't think our listeners. I don't think so. But if any of you are unfucking subscribed, I mean, he's well, got either unsubscribed to here for a podcast. Absolutely, Look, this this, this ain't the, this, is not the no. this is not the channel for you. This is not the channel for you. But I mean, he's got fifty-seven million, so there could be one of the, one of them. Peppered in there, lingering, lingering. Um, but this ain't this ain't it. Um, and I'm, I'm 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 not fucking here for it. Those are all your thoughts. You have more thoughts. I have more thoughts if I meet PewDiePie. <laughs> Come on, I got plenty of thoughts. At least you gonna talk I'll, to him. I, I, no, I'm not gonna talk to him. It ain't gonna be a talking conversation. I'm gonna show him what a nigger is Whoa. because he wants to know what a nigger is. I'm gonna show him what a nigger is. You want a nigger? A nigger will show up. Thank you guys so much for leaving us reviews on um, iTunes. We have 19 five star reviews, so if we could get like a couple more, you know what I'm saying? Push us up there. You know what I'm saying? Shout y'all boys out. Um, make sure you open Apple Podcast app. Search for Here for a Podcast and click reviews and click write a review. Leave us a review. Leave us comments on SoundCloud. I actually had a list of questions this week from SoundCloud. But moving on into social studies really fast. Of course, I'm always watching documentaries. 
And so I was watching a Vice documentary on YouTube about <laughs> intersections. People having sex with the donkeys. So in Cartagena, Colombia, in South America, it is tradition for young men, once they start getting hard, to have sex with donkeys. Um, the adults were telling Vice that it helps their wee-wee grow long and strong, and it helps them get practice before they interact with women. Because a lot of South American people are Catholic, and women aren't supposed to have sex before marriage. Well, they just so, don't fuck them in the pussy. They fuck them in the ass, and then they still feel like they're virgins. That's a real South so, American So, um, these young men are having sex with donkeys so they can get experience, because, of course... They don't want the young men to get blue balls, so they allow the young men to go have sex with donkeys. One young boy was showing the vice um, people. He's like, "Oh yeah, you put it in the butt and then you do it." Like I hate when kids do that. And like he was giving an example on camera and bragging about he's had the most donkeys out of all of his friends. And oh, oh, I didn't know there was something to brag about. I fucked seventeen donkeys. <laughs> yes. So and then in a polite twist. Um, like the days wrapping up, I think they were about to go back to the hotel and the cab driver who was driving them around all day, he's like, you know, you guys, um, I have to make a confession. Um, I'm a grown man and I still have sex with donkeys and I would like to show you guys. I didn't know if they had guys, enough material for this to be a whole segment. This is a whole <laughs> documentary? Yeah. Okay. And the cab driver was like, I can, sh- I can fuck one and show you guys how we do it if you are interested in it. And so the dudes are sitting there in the car like, <gasps> shoot. I mean, when in Rome. <laughs> um, and so the cab driver sees the donkey going down the street. And so he takes it behind a bush. Because this needs to be private. <laughs> when you fuck donkeys, you must be private. And <clears throat> so he was getting hard. I guess he was trying to hype himself up because he wasn't actually horny at the moment. But he hyped himself up. And then once he was inside the donkey, he told them to bring the camera around. And he was actually hunching with a donkey and bust inside the donkey. Oh, this was showed in the documentary? Yeah, and so, in the documentary, on YouTube. And so, he was saying, like, you know, he kind of sort of gets off a little bit because he knows other men, he envisions that other men have fucked this donkey. <laughs> and so, it's kind of like that a That sounds like DC bang. sex culture, actually. And so, um, it was just a really interesting documentary, and I'm going to leave the link in the in the show notes so you guys can watch this documentary and watch be exposed to this culture because there are like I was trying to think about like what are some weird sex habits that we have in America that other cultures would think are crazy, but I didn't make it. Fleeting, really, it is like outside of the United States. Um, some places in Europe is common, but okay. South America, Central America. Mm-hmm. Africa? They don't, they don't dish. No. Mi- oh. The middle. They be like, what? Yeah. Do what? I'm not sick. <laughs> oh, so I also learned that fleets is a brand name and douche is the process. Yes. I learned that this week. Of all the years. You know, they, it's kind of like saying band-aid. It's kind of sort of like saying put a band-aid on it or give me a Kleenex. Pampers. All of these are brand names. Pampers, band-aid, Kleenex. You went to public so, bottom school, huh? Yeah. Mm. So... <clears throat> sexual health. <laughs> that was an easy intro into sexual health. Absolutely. So, um, the question I have in sexual health is um, going to be divisive, per usual. And we don't have nothing. Long and not, we, we don't have nothing device, non-divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there were some new videos about people that were posting their HIV stat, not HIV status, HIV testing mm-hmm. um, on social media. And I figured it would be a great sexual health question because you have also done the same thing. You have um, done a live or a quick testing on mm-hmm. YouTube. So uh, there were a lot of points that were brought up because it was um, Courtney Act and... Um, a couple other oh RuPaul's Drag Race girls were in the yeah oh so they had you know they were posting their um, um, HIV testing results yeah talking about their so HIV their fans testing. know to go get tested yes that's what we're supposed to do as yeah. public figures absolutely and and uh, you know the uh, HIV testing day you know passed a couple months ago mm-hmm. so I believe in that initiative but the questions were asked and that's why it is part of sexual health this week. Is it valid to celebrate only negative test results? Because you only see people on social media when they That's have. Who, who There are a ton of people on YouTube crying that they just found out that they were positive. They don't know what they're going to do and they don't know what's going to happen with their life. There are a ton. Like, um, what is his name? Paz Patrick. What was his name? Paz something because i watched his video when he found out he was positive and i watched his journey he started he was taking a um, testing video no he had just found out he was positive that day okay and that evening when he got home he uploaded a video about how he was sick and even my friend jonathan has started um a youtube series jonathan gibbs on youtube he started he said well he wanted to be positive for a few years first because he didn't want to be on YouTube. That's what makes talking it. about it without having gone through it and been through it. But now he's doing the day he found out and what was going on before he found out and the different types of medic. In another video, he has the medications, the different classes of drugs, and why it's important if you do not want to um, be out of a certain class of drug if you have this sort of strain. So I think th- I. But that's not the question. The question is about test results. So just like someone saying... But there are people who post that they're positive the day that they are positive. The conversation we had um, when I got tested at Pride and I said I feel too shamed to post, I definitely think you opened my eyes when you was like, you know what? Enough people don't share their positive results. You know, I found out I'm positive today and I'm glad that I know so I'm not out here passing it along and, you know, those types of things. I think our listeners took your message away but i do agree that there needs to be more people posting on the internet when they get a positive result yes so this answers the question 45 miles later absolutely um but the <clears throat> the basis of it is about people literally taking the test like you took the test on mm-hmm. youtube you don't know what your results are going no, to be. I didn't know. I was like, that that is that is different. That's different than someone that now knows that they are HIV negative and they've dealt with it in their personal life already, uh-huh. had thoughts about it, uh-huh. and then got on social media. That's absolutely different than when someone is pricking their finger, swabbing their mouth, yeah. and not knowing the results. Not and knowing. and you are learning the results with them. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So yes, I still applaud anyone that comes out. And talks about their positivity after they've been tested. But we're talking about people that are doing testing videos. Literally finding out whether they are positive or negative while you find out while watching them. Um, And the question was, is it really celebrating negativity? Because most people that do those are negative. No one Mm -hmm. is doing one with saying, oh shit, fuck. 
I'm positive. Yo, I didn't. I didn't. I, call I, didn't, back. I didn't. I didn't expect this to be happening, and now I'm on Facebook Live with my finger pricked or the swab coming out. But of my I mean, mouth. there's no and way I'm, to tell if you're gonna be positive like before you do it. No, you don't. You don't. No <clears throat> you don't. It is. A, it is a gamble, literally, <laughs> because you are taking a test and you may not know what the results are. But the the overwhelming majority of people that are doing the Exact testing videos mm-hmm. are negative and know that they are negative when they're posting these things. So that's oh. why people were asking the question: Is it celebrating negativity instead of promoting positivity? People that are actually HIV positive. Well, I don't think we want to promote. I maybe this is divisive, but I don't think we want to promote positivity. We don't want more people to be positive. What? We do not want more people <laughs> to be positive. We want more people to. Say it's okay to be positive if you are, are because 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 if you're taking the test and you don't know what happened. So remember when you took your oral quick test? Okay. If it if it was a positive test, sure. Um, But if it was a positive test and you were on Facebook Live, Mm -hmm. how would you have reacted? Um, I can't say because I it didn't happen. But I it mean, didn't happen that time. Um, and so I, you were able to have a celebration. I would have negative. to ask my Facebook um following to if they have anybody who can link me to care and tell me what the next steps are because I definitely have got to get off Facebook Live at this point because girl I need to um, figure out how to get connected to care. Right. Oh, and, and that's Jonathan's something we video, don't we don't see that. And in Jonathan's video, he was talking about how it was thirty. 45 days after he found out he was positive before he took his first pill because they had to <coughs> test him again to make sure that he was definitely positive because sometimes you have a false, false positive. positive. And then so after that, then they had to do a test to figure out which strain of HIV he had. And then they had to come up with the class of medication he can take and then work on getting his insurance to pay for it and then blah, blah, all the back end stuff, blah. So um, I don't know. It's just... Getting connected to care is definitely figuring out how to get connected to care if you get a positive result. Yeah, absolutely. That is um, so scary. I, don't, I just don't even know. I, don't, I just, I mean, people have called me all the time saying that they're about to take a test and they're negative. And people have called me after they found out that they've, they've been positive. And I, I just don't know what to do if it was me. It's like taking my own advice. It's like, leave that nigga. He's no good for you. Or, yes, take that job. Or, you know, but then when it's you, you just like, Exactly. So, so that's 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 the question that's being raised, because I I think it's is there an answer? Yes. Oh, what's the the answer? The the answer is to everyone still do the same. Don't fucking take your shit off Facebook Live because you got positive. Oh no, don't take it down because you were positive, and it should be the same for any other STI. Because if you do uh, a my lab, my lab is one of the. one of the services where you can get full panel testing uh-huh. done. You know, they'll send you the whole panel. You can do chlamydia, you can do syphilis, you can do gonorrhea, as well as HIV. And you can read those test results aloud. So mm-hmm. I can literally get on YouTube or get on um, Facebook Live or Instagram Live and be reading my results and then say, oh, okay, well, I am HIV negative. Great. Knew that. Well, oh, shit. I didn't know I had chlamydia. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> so behave the same way and say, okay, well... I made some mistakes. I shouldn't have did ABS. They're not necessarily mistakes. What? Shaming people for their sexual decisions. I don't like that. I'm not. It's not a shame. It's a, did you, did you do everything? You participated in risky behavior. Yes. Okay. It's, that's not, 
shaming. If you it did just it, sounded like to say it was a mistake. You know the um, the connotation that comes with the word. No, mistake. I have had gonorrhea before. I Whoa. know that's public record. I've already talked about that in YouTube videos. Um, okay, I have had gonorrhea before. I would be remiss if I say, "Oh well, whew, I don't know how this happened." <laughs> what? No, nigga, you know how this happened. You was fucking. And you wasn't fucking as responsible as responsibly as you should have. Okay. So do things more responsibly and going forward if you don't want this problem. Period. Okay. I can agree to that. That's a great question. It's a great topic. I don't think that we'll get to an. It's I don't not think an absolute end conversation around that. What happened? No, to me. There, I don't there, think that it will. <clears throat> there's not an absolute answer. The answer is more people need to be talking about just being okay with I'm positive uh-huh. and I did it on social media. Because if you do all the other shits you do on social media, you can goddamn tell everybody all the else. traps you post in jail. You can got Because shit, if... I ain't gonna tell nobody to. Okay. Anyway, um... So, yes, that was sexual health. Um, I had another question and, um, it's not really sexual health, but it's okay. something we should talk about. Sure, Because, cool. you know... We want to get married. I want to get married. I know some of our listeners want to get married. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. Like, I like the thought of relationships, but like, I don't want nobody telling me that I can and can't go out with Eddie Superman. My friends are town, and I can, I shouldn't be staying out till two a.m. Or like, oh my god, I'm ten days behind on my part of the AT and T bill. Or you don't want anyone to tell you that? I don't. Well, none of my bills are currently behind. Like. No, and I have enough money in the bank account to pay all the anyway. Then that's not a concern. So I don't want to. I don't want to break. But you know, like I don't need nobody just keeping up with me, tabs on me, all those things. I got me like, and so this is where I start thinking like, do I really want love? I, I'm not in a place where I want love because I also. So you just want to fuck I'm, buddy? I'm just saying I can openly say like I don't want any of that shit. I don't want any of it. Some dick every now and then is cool. So I fuck buddy. But so. Am I in a place where I want like love like that? That's something I've been thinking about lately. Wow, here for a podcast to get my inner thoughts. But, You're welcome. We're gonna send you the bill. Uh, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was a get uh, out of the shit <laughs> and step into the cook. Come on, Molly. And Molly left that office and got on that dick. Yes, come on. After she got <laughs> off the other dick, and does she still also? Riding throughout the summer. Wow. Anyway, um, so that is the su- that's the sub question that you know you guys you guys can talk about. And do you really want to get married? Because no. there's a lot of pressure. It's been a lot of pressure over the last couple of years since um, marriage has been a big thing. Marriage equality has been a big mm-hmm. thing. Um, and do you even really want to be married? Are you ready to be married? Um, the the main question is, um, <laughs> do bottoms propose? I think bottoms can propose. I didn't say can. I said do. Oh, do you think bottoms propose? Yeah. I think bottoms do propose. I guess it's one of those, we need more bottoms uploaded videos to the internet. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I think bottoms do propose. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm not saying it's never happened because I'm sure it has. Y'all some emotional ass creatures. Which is why we'll probably be first ones. You know, I want to marry this nigga. (laughs) I'm up in here cooking three times a week and helping him pay his car note. I need some stuff behind this on the paper. So I'm not asking for a friend. I'm asking for me. I'm trying to figure out if bottoms propose because I ain't never. I've, I've proposed to one bottom before. I proposed to a girl before. I ain't never had a bottom propose to me. 
Well, oh, so that's what you at the house thinking about? Well, I, <laughs> sex don't count because I don't believe him when they say that shit. I mean, like a real proposal. Oh, like he put some thought. I was watching um something. So apparently, Manila Luzon is the top, and she was on doing some interview where she's like, "What? How her boyfriend's from Chile, and they went to go visit his family in Chile, and so, they proposed at the tallest building of some." I was like, Manila "I feel Luzon so bad because I feel like Manila should move on, and Manila should be in love, and all of that great stuff." But when <laughs> I met Manila. She was married to Sahara, and Sahara gone. And I just feel like that just did, that happened like two seconds ago. Why oh, the fuck are you? Why the fuck are you on somebody else's dick already, Manila? Ugh. And I love you so much, but I don't understand. So do bottoms propose? Do bottoms propose? So apparently, did Manila's bottom propose to her? Is that what happened? No, Manila proposed to her boyfriend. But so okay, Manila was out here talking about how she. How she likes to stick it in the bud and all this. I'm like, Manila's on is a top. I don't know, but I don't, I'm just so confused. I'm I'm happy for the brothers out there that can find the power to let a drag queen top you. You know, I'm sure there's some great drag queen tops out there. I'm sure they are. I just don't know if I have the power. I'm like, no, I don't have the willpower. Is that true? <clears throat> is it a threat to your masculinity? You know, yep. that's what the girls gonna tell. Yeah. Like, what would the girls say on Insta? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's Gladly a threat to your masculinity. That. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you cannot be wearing a wig and trying to throw dick. Nope. I'm, I'm, nope. That is a, a problem with me. For me. Here for a podcast will be at Bloom Jamaica November 29th through December 4th at the Hedonism 2 Resort in the Grill, Jamaica. The six days, five nights, all-inclusive vacation has a focus on spellbinding sexual energy and spirituality and features men from all over the world. Go to bloomjamaica.com for details and tell them on their little box, how did you hear about us? You put in there, here for it podcast. Thanks. And the packages are currently on sale sale. until the 14th. You can get 15% off off Ocean View Rooms, Uh Junior Rooms, Master Rooms, and Deluxe Rooms. The Deluxe Rooms have all of the shit. So I know we got some listeners out there that are real rich, and you know you need all the shit. You need, <laughs> y'all got you need a, a concierge and a bubble. The one with the thing with the tub with the bubbles. What's the one with the Jacuzzi. tub has the? Okay, because I can't afford it. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, so those rooms have that fifteen percent <laughs> off till the fourteenth, and then after the fourteenth, um, you know we might be able to hook you up with something. Let me know. Yeah, what's your song for your soul this week, baby? Huh? <coughs> hey. I almost want to sing my song for my soul because it, t- it touched me so much. Can I go refresh my drink while you sing? Okay, bye. I'm going to refresh my drink anyway. Anyway, um, so this week, my song for my soul really was going to be a Shaka Khan cut. Oops. Hey! Uh, because I just, I've been feeling Shaka Khan for like a week now, and I went back and I've been watching some old Shaka Khan videos to see how snatchy she used to be back in the day because I still live for Shaka Khan. And how great her vocals were, how great her wigs were. Yes, they were wigs. I'm a fan, and I can tell you they were wigs. Um, it was really going to be a Shaka Khan cut. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it really was. I had been thinking about it, trying to figure out which one it was. Then this blue-eyed white devil oh, Lord. swooped in like a motherfucking wrecking ball mm-hmm. and took the song for my soul away from Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. So, so Shaka, Shaka Khan... You know, maybe next is, time, girl. No, she gonna be the song for my soul real soon. But um, the way that Sam Smith 
got in my spirit animal and reshifted all of the organs for this new song, Too Good at Goodbyes. I just, I, I could not. I literally, I was tearing up when I heard it because I, I had to hear it three times in a row because the song title itself told me that this song is for me. Uh, but then when I listened to the lyrics and I was reading the lyrics as, uh, as long uh, while I was listening to it, I knew that that was just my shit. Too Good at Goodbyes, uh, the song just released by Sam Smith Saturday, um, is a song about just being so good at breaking up and getting rid of temporary ass niggas that I just had to be the song for my soul this week because it still is. I have heard it every night since it debuted. I'm going to continue to hear it. I can't wait to see the video visual. I can't wait for the rest of the album. Sam Smith embodies white R&B for me. It clearly is very black R&B influenced, and that's great. I still like it, but it's just, it's so good. Too good at goodbyes? I'm so good at goodbyes. I'm so good at fucking throwing the match and burning the bridge and be like, oh, all right, nigga, bye. You don't got to be here. 17 other niggas want to be here. And do you know how many times I've heard that in conversations? God damn. Well, I ain't stopped being correct. <laughs> my song for my soul this week is Maxwell. Um, it's a live edition from the BET Awards Prince Tribute. Oh, yes. Where um, Maxwell did that song where he was in the rain. And mm-hmm. I was like, your new single ain't that cute, Maxwell. Move along. But then he bust out with Nothing Compares to You by Prince. And I was just like, I don't remember hearing that on the new album, but I like it. And then I was Googling the lyrics as he was singing. I was like, oh, this is Prince. I You didn't know nothing compares to you? I did not. And so this week I had... I'm about to unfriend you. It was one night that I was just sitting there watching it on repeat. And I was just like... Why am I sitting here doing this? Like, that song, Nothing Compares to You by Prince. I want that to play at my wedding. I think that's the song I want to come down the aisle to. Bitch, you should have been fucking so to, you been fucking to somebody. To, you should have been fucking to Nothing Compares for like the last 15 years. What are you talking about? OMG. Yeah, so look that up on the internet. Like, Maxwell, Nothing Compares to You, Prince tribute is so good. I definitely want to come down the aisle to that. If I ever fucking make it to the aisle, girl, child. If we ever rent the space, um, I'm disappointed. You Nothing compares. Be. You should be disappointed. Nothing Your beard compares. is ugly this week. Nothing compares. That's like one of the top ten Prince songs of all time. And I'm a Prince person. Well, when we're in the car, you should stop playing your amigos. You're a little Uzi Vert. You ain't never heard me play a little Uzi Vert. Though, all your friends are dead. Though, though some of the songs. <laughs> Are growing on me. You have never heard me play them. Quit playing all that trap music and play real music in the car, okay? Um, it's time for our listener letters. We are 54 minutes. Listener letters. Overtime! Send us your questions to hereforapod at gmail.com, pretty please, or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. We love communicating with you guys and talking with you guys. So anything to do, but hereforapod at gmail is the place. Fat ass pictures work too. Because this week, none, one question from SoundCloud and one question from Instagram. <laughs> anyway, Cordell on SoundCloud writes. Did you say I, Cornell? Cordell. A D. Oh. Cordell. Mm. Avid listener. Mm. Always leaves us great comments. 
It's not Cordell Stewart, right? Cordell on SoundCloud writes, I would like to hear you talk about wellness and health regarding body image. The Superman, did you lose a large amount of weight at one time? It would be interesting to hear you share about how people treated you then versus now. In Ronald Matters, you mentioned your waist size a lot. Gay men seem to have such body images and it's pinned... Uh-oh, somewhere is missing there. And it's pinned to their self-esteem and how we interact with one another as gay men and even how we love others as well as ourselves. Come on, this was a run-on sentence. I was a large-sized man. Fuck punctuation. I was a large-sized man a number of years ago, and after losing the weight, I have noticed that guys who did not interact with me then now want to talk to me. Come Additionally, on, Mike Will. we measure Mike ourselves Jones. by pounds instead of who we are on the inside. So health and wellness regarding body image. Um, talk about people who didn't want us then and want us now. And Back then, they was on me. Gay men seem to have such body images, and it's pinned to their self-esteem and how we interact with each other as gay men and how we love each other as well as ourselves. Yes, what's your response to that? Absolutely, I'm great. trying to read the question and make yeah, sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely, it was a great question. I've um, said my story via a YouTube video like a couple years ago <clears throat> when I was talking about it was actually some unrelated shit, but I said my story in the, in the middle of the video. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so no, yeah, I definitely come from being a big ass nigga. Um, I love food, have loved food my whole goddamn life. We've had it. That was my first girlfriend. Food. Coney dogs, chips, now letters, eating ice cream with chips with chocolate. So I was 230 pounds and still at my same height, at the same height and 230 pounds. Um, but I didn't know that I was fat because I was into girls at the time and girls liked me as a big boy. Uh-huh. I was still. Sorry for 2004 had just came out Sorry. and you and Ruben Sutter was twins. Well, almost. Okay. Yeah, because I graduated in 04. So I was almost still the same size, but I was losing weight because I was going to the military at some point later that year. Anyway, so yeah, I know exactly what it what it is like to be a big boy, but it was a little different for me because at the time, girls in Detroit was digging big niggas, yeah. and I wasn't fucking with boys, so I didn't have as much body image shame issues at the time. I knew I was fat, and I knew I should lose weight, but Coney's and hamburgers was lit, so fuck that. Um, but when I eventually did lose the weight, I felt so much better about myself than um, I did when I was fat. <clears throat> and um, being into the gay lifestyle, I have yo-yoed. I'll throw some at you. I hate the word the gay lifestyle. I just got triggered from when I was a child and they were just, I was, you don't want to grow up being the gay lifestyle. And so when you said that, I, my, I immediately did an eye roll. I apologize. But it makes you. I'm listening. This is great. Anyway, being being in um, the gay world mm-hmm. of uh, image and aesthetics, um, it's been a road, especially in modeling. It's been a road, especially in uh, dating. Um, I have yo-yoed between my ideal weight of uh, you know somewhere between 170 to 175 to bitch. I just want some nachos tonight, so. I'm okay with 180 um, to being back down to the 170 because I'm trying to be cute somewhere. So, yes, there's definitely a lot of issues, and I know the differences between them. Um, I say still be confident in who you are if it's at 230 pounds or if it's at 160 or 130 pounds um, because somebody's still going to want you. 
Amen. Somebody gonna somebody wanted me when I was two hundred and thirty pounds. Somebody wanted me when I was one hundred and seventy pounds. Um, be confident in however you wear it, um, and somebody's still gonna want it. It was so interesting to me um, at the world of Kevin from the Outland podcast. Check out my episode that I was on his podcast. Um, he went vegan recently, and he was just showed a picture of how he's naturally been losing weight since he's gone vegan. And people are like, oh my God, you were so cute as a big boy. Yeah. I was like, yes, he definitely was cute as a big boy. Yeah. And I was loving it. But, um, <laughs> so I don't think that uh, certain people might not like you, but that don't mean that there's not a market for you. Yeah. If you, your market just going to change. Your market, you, you just going to be exposed to some newness. Yeah. You're going to go from being a BMW to a Benz either way. So if you're getting fat, you're going to be a Benz. If you're going the other way, you're going to be a BMW. Somebody's still going to want to fucking buy you. So keep the same self-worth. He says, I mentioned my waist size a lot. I've never really noticed that. But I was a stickler for But when I was in college, I worked at the mall. And it was definitely heartbreaking when dudes would be like a size 44 and come in American Eagle. Like, oh my God, can I get some jeans? Sir, no. We don't sell size 44 in American Eagle. Um, This brand is geared towards like college kids and young adults and we don't go past 38 i can order your size online and we can ship it to you and do you know how embarrassing it is oh my god yeah i can so imagine i'm excited for you that you <laughs> moved on up from working in the mall to selling pussy today that's a blessing you know and it's so devastating because um i had to fuck mr marcus this morning whose birthday is also september the 4th and i did not i was so wrapped up in beyonce i forgot to give my man a shout out my favorite porn star and my favorite musician have the same birthday. Different years, but... Today's September 12th. I know, but I was just thinking about that earlier. And I was just thinking, like, while I was listening to I'm Selling Pussy. And I was like, you know what? If Mr. Marcus would just wife me up, I wouldn't have to be out here doing this. But anyway... But he broke too, so you still got whoa, to sell some pussy. Lies you tell. Oh, he's not broke now? You not broke now? Bitch, money. Let's focus, about, let's focus on you. Anyway, I talk about my waist size. Like, I guess I just do it naturally. Um, when I was like 18, 19, I was like a 31 in the waist. And to be blah, blah, blah years old and still um, only be a 34, I, I'm so proud. Like, Because I know people in Memphis who have bellies now. And I just be like, wow, I'm just so glad I don't just have a big old good hanging around. They be, they be going to do South Barbecue. That's and funny. it's a struggle because I don't like to work out. I'm, I sent you that article earlier. Like, you can actually be allergic to working out. It's, it's fake news. <laughs> don't let no, it was when you eat a certain type of food and then you get your heart rate up. It's that high, then your body chemicals start doing something that cause the allergic reaction. So it's just like, girl, don't be eating all of this and that. And then like, oh, I'm going to go work out now. No, girl, you know you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, so... I just think I'm proud of my waist size because I don't work out. And I know that child to still be this waist size that don't work out. Child. It's a work to God. It's a work of the Lord. Our next list of question comes from Maurice T on Instagram. He sent us a DM. It says, I have a single gay friend in DC that wants to meet a quality dude <laughs> and tells me that the places I have taken him in the past to meet dudes was not a good place. Please give me some advice of places in the D.C. area to take him to meet a good guy and race is not an issue. Love the show and can't wait to see you guys live. I hope we get to do with our live show. I hope we get to do that. So. Yes. So he wants to know what's a good place to take his friend in D.C. And race is not an issue. So 
I'm not even gonna speculate. Um. So I asked my coworker this once because I, I was at work when I received the DM, and I was like asking the only one cool hip coworker that I have, Lord. Um, I was like, where does she go? And she was like, you know, well, you definitely got to hang out at places where people have money and can afford to be at those types of places. So that way you know that they have money to date you. Because you can't be hanging out at the 2 for 20 for Applebee's or something. something. You know what? I want to start dating. Sir, you're barely making it for yourself. But you like 2 for 20. So. I live for a good old 2 for 20. <laughs> I, I live. I don't need a rich man. Right. But anyway, so she said she likes to hang out at Park at 14. Um, she said their, their happy hour is nice, especially she on, come on Sundays. <laughs> no, she said especially on Thursdays, it's men from all walks of life. And yes, um, I've gotten that invitation. So Thursday afternoons at the park on Fourteenth, and she said there's also a place called the Watergate Hotel, and they have a roof the real sky wa- something a sky the terrace. real Watergate the the, the, the so reason the Watergate Hotel. They have um, the drinks are a little bit expensive. They're really good. But if you want to meet quality people with good jobs, you got to hang out at those types of places and not down at the local fish grill. Um, <clears throat> that was great advice. I was like, I like that. Oh, she also recommended Beacon on Sundays for brunch. She said a lot of different types of people are there, and she enjoys going there. She's met a man there. So, where straight women find men versus where gay men find men? No, just overall, just to make sure you're going to a quality place so you can meet quality people. That's where I was going with that. Um, One hour, five minutes. I'm not on the clock. I am. I have a date later. I'm selling pussy. (laughs) Um, So, the only place that I would say that I feel like could be a slam dunk guaranteed is at a career fair where a career fair so that means he don't get a job no what does it mean a career fair where you have to pay admission oh Listen, that's that's why you not you not a part of the game. Hey, that's why I'm listening. It's here for a podcast. I'm single in these streets. I'm not even looking for love though. I don't know. Confused. Very. Um, so career fairs that you have to pay an admission fee are different from regular career fairs. Regular career fairs are definitely for people that don't have a job and that's not all the people that go there. I'm not saying that as a generalization, but it's more of that than the other. But career fairs where you have to pay an admission fee Typically, you'll find people that already have a job, but they want to move up. They want to um, find either more pay, more responsibility, um, more benefits, and things of that nature. And so when you're at those type of events, you know that nigga got drive. He's not going to be trying to get his boo-boo off the ground. Um, And he already has a job because he's paying these admission fees. The admission fees for some of those career fairs can be anywhere from $25 to $50 to $100. So those people are definitely looking to pay the money to network with the right people that can put them in the right positions to get a better career field. Um, I've been to a couple, and you know, you know, when you go to straight spaces, give a little long eye, two to three seconds longer than you should, and if they give you the long eye back, exchange business cards and shake hands. So 
I think that's the best thing to do. Other other than that, um, referrals from your friends. What are you here for this week? So, um, <clears throat> my here for it this week is um, a little dynamic. There's a new diet out. And um, I know you're not one for dieting, per no. se. I am sometimes, and this diet appeased my spirit in it. I love it. <clears throat> on Reductress.com, the diet is, I gave up eating sugar so I could focus solely on eating ass. <laughs> What's the website again? The girls eat this knowledge. <laughs> Reductress.com, R-E-D-U-C-T-R-E-S-S dot C-O-M. <laughs> and I'm going to co- quote a couple excerpts. What did this include? Is it a grocery list? <laughs> no, it's <clears throat> so the diet basically is take yourself completely off of sugar. Mm-hmm. When you get the urge, I need something sweet. Ooh, I got an itch. Mm-hmm. Go eat some booty. Okay. And so then you have satisfied your mouse oral inclination to be satisfied in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. So you're scratching that itch, but you're also not eating anything. And you're also burning calories by eating ass. Because mm-hmm. if you eat ass like I eat ass, you're going to burn some motherfucking calories. So I think it's a great idea. I'm absolutely here for it. And I when like I this. read it, I loved it. I was like, oh my God, I really need to put this in my rotation. This yeah. needs to be in my rotation. A couple quotes is, I can, say, I can safely say giving up sugar was the hardest thing I've ever done. But mm-hmm. now, whenever I want to reach for a Twix, I nosh on the ass instead. Suffice to say, I've never felt better. Look at you, girl. I'm here for it. Absolutely. When you just shit, read another quote. Is when you more? when you just feel like you know I'm gonna give up cigarettes. Every time you want a cigarette, want to go on a cigarette break, just go eat ass. <laughs> eat ass. Save a bottom. I'm here for it. This week, I am here for RuPaul's Drag Race snatching three Emmy awards. While they were expanding their brand, hosting the first ever New York City edition of DragCon, RuPaul's Drag Race won for Outstanding Host, Outstanding Picture Editing. The purple scene can still go because whenever they walk down the runway and the screen start getting purple and changing colors, Panthers on the runway and Outstanding Costumes. So shout out to of course. I mean, like Will and Grace could never. Um, so shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race for snatching three. Emmy Awards, who would have imagined RuPaul dedicating his life to make sure people see what drag is, exposure to drag, and understand that, girl, I'm six foot eight, and I will still put on a pump if I feel like it, and y'all is going to deal and cut the check. Thanks. And his dream, his goal, his vision are his snatching awards. He out here expanding the brand. Every year he doing something. All Stars 3 coming on in January, February. RuPaul's Drag Race season and 10 follows right behind. Y'all also get a motherfucking formation. I told y'all RuPaul is just everything to me. Trixie so. Mattel is on All Stars. Is she going to be the first to go? So how many coins do you have? Because it's a lot of hate. And I can tell this coming from the bottom of your feet. It is stirring up in your soul. I don't hate her. I just don't feel like she should be there. Um, This week... I have two last calls, so be prepared. Okay. They're quick. Well, I want to say, uh, let's just get this done. So, I've been waiting to take this shot for a while. 
I've been waiting <gasps> up all night. Shout out to Bombay Sapphire. We we haven't done gin in a while. So my first, and so this is in no particular order because I have to. Again, I couldn't agree on one of them being my last call and not saying the other one. So I'm saying both. <clears throat> my first one is Issa Rae has been announced to be the spokesmodel for CoverGirl. Miss Awkward Girl herself, Miss, Inse- girl. Miss Insecure, is now a CoverGirl of CoverGirl. I just want that to be my last call because that is a fucking dream accomplished. If you have watched Issa Rae's growth from YouTube to fucking HBO to CoverGirl... I don't think you, that was even in her peripheral. Like, you know, she like, would never you know, have. I'm gonna get this little show off the ground. I want to be a model, and I just, I don't even. I'm going to be a cover girl. Things that you don't even have in your peripheral, and those blessings come down to you. Just congratulations to her. And so that was that. That was my last call because it was also something I was tweeting about earlier. Was um, 2017's get ready to come to a close, and to some people, God is still working on d- different things in your life, Amen. and. <clears throat> You never know when that plot twist is going to come. Yeah. Sometimes you might be in the middle of your a whole bunch of bullshit and then a plot twist come and then you be on top of the bullshit. You sound like you're preaching the word. Oh, right now. My grandmother told me that um, <laughs> I was going to be a, a preacher. I, I promise you. Oh, my God. She couldn't have been more wrong, but... Well, you do educate the masses. It's about giving a message she, to Yeah, she just had the wrong vision. The yeah. She, she was in the right direction. Yeah, she was in the right direction. Yeah. She just didn't know I was going to be fucking boys while I was saying it. You're going to be a storyteller. Anyway, so that's my first last call. Had to say it. Had to get it out, because... Congratulations OMG. to Issa. OMG. Cover girl. Um, my other one is to Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. No, 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 no. It was so many. So which one? I'm just gonna give it to the fucking full weekend. No, that bitch turns it. My last call. She turns it. My last call is to Tiana Taylor being a whole butch queen fag at this weekend's New York Fashion Week. Well, she was being herself. It's different when girls are being I, a hand. Yes, and so I that, that I'm never being <clears throat> that I'm never here for when you're being a character no. or a caricature caricature of something else. Yeah, she was that herself. I'm never that I'm never here for. She is a butch queen fag <laughs> in woman form. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. She and she put it. that shit on motherfucking display <laughs> on runway after runway in wig after wig. I'm gonna Vogue. I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna dip. I'm gonna do. <laughs> And I lived it for every gay ass fucking moment. She gave it to us. Which one was your favorite? Is there a favorite? Um, when she was in the black leather thing and then did the flip <laughs> on the runway. Oh, she was doing the fade. Oh, realness. yes. And then she did the fade pound and yeah. then um popped it and then did a flip and then got up and then I lived the whole all the gay experience yeah. the whole moment. And then Iman was there. Egging her own with her gay ass being extra gay. Not Iman. I'm talking about Tiana because Iman is trade legend. Iman is trade, so we know. Anyway, um, that's my last call. I just couldn't have had. It's a draw for me. Issa Rae being cover girl and Tiana Taylor being a butch queen. I just that was my last call. I definitely got my life when um there was this Instagram video going around. And it said, like, this will happen when you put a bitch on a broke escalator and something, something. She was hosting, I think it was a clothing line lunch that was oh, hosted yeah. by Moet. In the Great Week. And so she had this big-ass bottle of Moet. My favorite Lil' Kim video. I don't give Lil' Kim a lot of shout-outs. 
My favorite Lil' Kim video is her very first one is No Time for Fake Niggas. Just yeah. her song with some real... And it was her and Puff Daddy. And I was like, imagine how tiring it was for a 411 girl in the mall going up and down this escalator all those times to shoot this video. That is my favorite Lil' Kim video. And then I also felt like it was her rawest video. So for Tiana Taylor to be paying homage to her, um, just doing the first verse... Puffy put up the hummer for the summer, and I follow E-Class with the goggles. And then she had the goggles on, and she was just getting it on the escalator with that big-ass bottle of Moet. And first of all, it was sponsored, so shout-out to the sponsor, Moet. And I was like, yes! And if Moet wants to sponsor here for a podcast, we can dedicate the first five minutes to it. I was getting my whole life. And then, like, her husband, Emo, was, like, right behind her, and the crew was gassing her up, and she was about to go um, to the lunch party for this um, fashion line that she was paid to. I was getting my life. I was sat there, and I... It was Edward, and I know I watched that video again, again. Put him on hold. I'll get there in a minute. And then <laughs> watch the video. Watch the, I got my whole like, cause that's my favorite Lil Kim video. And so for to her to just like randomly do that on a broken escalator, I just got so much life. Ah. So yeah, shout so, out to Tiana. So Tiana's your last call. She's my last call. Too. Yeah. Well, Tiana served the whole. She did. She did. And I just I feel like. Thing. I've been wanting her to come out with something. Yeah. And I, I, she give us a little taste and then go away. Yeah. And I, I hopefully well, she's married is... to a super rich basketball player. Yes. Tall, yes. chocolate, big old thing. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm on the silence because mm. we can't have none. But, uh, shout out to um, you. Yes, she is. <laughs> but I feel like her as an artist. I Career think, success. Yeah. I think it's not about she know they got $45 million. I, mm. I don't think it's about that. I think mm-hmm. she's fine-tuning what she's going to release to us because she knows. Mm-hmm. She knows we want something. We know- want a little bit more pop from her, too, because the last album was amazing R&B. Um, this song she had with Chris Brown did really good on the radio. People bought it. It went gold, at least, I'm sure. Um, I want a little bit more pop. I want a, bit, a little bit more popular music from her. Yeah, absolutely. I see that. But, I mean, like, right now, she has the fan base that mm-hmm. could propel it. We mm-hmm. already saw with... Cardi B has done with Bodak Yellow for the summer. The summer is done. Yeah. The summer is done. Billboard has already the summer has already, summer of the year. It's, Nothing it's, could come out and chart more than Bodak Yellow. Okay, girl, you got seven weeks. Seven days. Excuse <laughs> me, not seven weeks. You got seven days and ain't nobody going to do it. It ain't going to. Bodak Yellow was the wave for the summer. Yeah. Cool. No problem. But Tiana Taylor is absolutely capable of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And not even rapping. She's great singing. She has great vibes. She can do the same thing. And I just can't wait to see her blossom. I feel so upset that you did two last calls. Because you have always put me on policy to pick one. So well, I only have one. That's fine. You look so disappointed. What does this look with your hand in your palms? I'm excited about Tiana Taylor. <laughs> Oh, so I have two last calls as well. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. I just figured it out. Shout out to whatever intern that works for Ted Cruz that liked the porn video. First of all, why is it on Ted Cruz's timeline? Ted Cruz, you're a senator, a governor? Or? He's a senator from Texas. I'm like, He's a U.S. senator from Texas, not even a state senator, a U.S. senator. So, sir, why is even porn on your Twitter? So the video, the picture on the tweet was... A boy was fucking a woman on a sectional, and then there was another woman. I assume she was watching them from afar, and she was touching herself in all the the places. 
And so one of the interns liked that tweet. Um, we don't know if we know. So we don't know if it was an intern or. Well, him he's yet. claiming it was. He's claiming it wasn't. He said multiple people have access to my account, and you know maybe someone liked it by mistake. Dope. But even after it was discovered and started to make news, it was still remained a like on Ted Cruz's timeline for an additional two hours. Yes. First of all, where's your Olivia Pope at? Where's your damage control girl? Because it's Ted Cruz who's the, I think, the most disliked senator. He is historically the worst senator as far as liked by his colleagues, as far as liked by his own constituency. The public. In U.S. Senate history, there has never been a, a senator more disliked than him. So, shout out to the girls. Like, so I know I'm over here interviewing for this job, but I just think y'all should know that I helped ruin Ted Cruz, and I like I'm the person who liked that tweet, <laughs> that okay. porn tweet. Shout out to that girl. <laughs> shout out Do to they, that girl. What's the redhead girl on Scandal? What's her name? Abby. Oh, Allie? so. The, Abby. Abby. Did they send an Abby over to Ted Cruz camp to just do some shit, cause some fire, and then come back to the White House? That's what that's what that looked like. If if it wasn't him, I personally feel like it was him. <clears throat> I say that to say this. Not right now. Because he has been a champion of um extreme Christian values where mm-hmm. uh masturbation was a sin. Um, he co-sponsored yep. a bill back in 2006 and 2007 against having and selling sexual toys in Texas. He's I against was, dildos. Wow. And I was in Texas at the time. Dildo That's why I saves lives. Woo. If dildo saves lives and prevents a whole bunch of babies, they ain't supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so he co-sponsored a bill against it. He was trying to rid the state of sexual toys. Yeah. He made all of these public statements. No of, flashlights for y'all down there in Dallas. I already still got mine, so girl, come take it. Y'all had imagine you have to go through the hurricane and didn't even have a flesh jack. That's why I'm supposed to get my nut. I'm not driving to no bottom house in the flood. (laughs) That's why it's gonna be a whole bunch of May and June babies. Harvey and Irma just just helped it out. Anyway, um Mm -hmm. so he co-sponsored all of these bills Mm -hmm. and talked all of this shit, and now your official Twitter account is liking porn. Shout out to the girls who is on Ted Cruz's Insta, I mean his Twitter, and looking at posts that he likes, like, is somebody actually doing that? Trolling, after? trolling, cool. yeah, absolutely. They got no time. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this niggas because probably somebody that works at the Houston Chronicle or something. Like, you know, like people who work it's at the local news. It's somebody that used to work at Hillary Cam- uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign <laughs> that don't have nothing to do right now. Yeah. And I applaud you, Katie Boots. I applaud you. The book just came out. They're busy at the Hillary camp. You tried it. I didn't know they already read it. Anyway, my second last call is my second mentor after RuPaul. RuPaul is number one for me. Wendy Williams is number two. A gossip girl from New Jersey. Very problematic. Signing off. But y'all cannot deny that this girl did 20 years on radio and turned around and became the number one daytime talk show. The Chew, The Talk, The View, This and That. My name is Wendy Williams. Put that on the moniker, and let's go. I'm going out to sit out here in my chair, and I'm about to start telling people's business. And everybody disses her, shades her, tunes in, though, because she's the number one talk show. So the ratings on the paperwork, shout out to that chick, because I'm just sure. And then the um, Viacom distribution deal on VH1 now instead of BET. Anyway, so shout out to my girl. My last call is to Wendy Williams coming back on Monday 
I'm so excited for her. She's coming back actually later than all of the other talk shows. But you know where the ratings going to be at. The numbers going to come in. She's still going to be number one for 2018-2019 TV cycle. And I'm just claiming the success for her in her ninth season. So did she create her own controversy with these photos that are swirling around? Well, this happens every summer. Because she always takes a beach vacation before she comes back to work. And every year the girls start talking about her knees, this, her skin looks like this. But she's... 50-something years old. How else is her skin supposed to look in her 50s? Well, let the Janet girls tell her it's supposed to be snatched. Well, shout out to the bobby pants holding in. Oh, see, you about to make me throw <laughs> it. You see you the, the Janet Jackson ponytail, and I'm just gonna... Because I saw Janet perform some song, and she walked over here. Walked over, over there. <laughs> did a dip. Came back to the center. Didn't sing a note. Thank you, y'all. I'm like, so when you're talking to the crowd, it's so different from when the second verse plays. How do y'all not know that this is a tape? I love, I love, <laughs> I, lo- I, want I love Janet Jackson. I, I love it. But when best. y'all are talking things huh? about this. They're talking things. They're not talking facts. Yeah. When y'all are talking things about this, and I almost want to go see State of the World. I'm First just, of all, back to my girl, Wendy Williams. Shout out to her. Ninth season. Make sure you tune. Well, you'll be tuned in. And y'all will be watching on YouTube. So, shout out to my girl, Wendy Williams. And her um, liposuction scar. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Fear For A Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Because you're not going to hear the next episode if you ain't subscribed. Don't be asking me when the next one coming out. If you ain't subscribed. Subscribe now. Bye. Bye.